Now, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor, our spotlight sponsor. It's Jace Medical. When COVID hit, I don't think I was the only one that was shocked at how much we rely on China, especially for medical stuff, how fragile the supply chain is. Well, uh, here's the here's the thing. We are now talking about more delays, more shortages of goods, and that includes medicine. Jace Medical is um, is making something called the Jace case, and I think it's a perfect way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of uh, problems. I want you to go to their website and just check this out. Look for the Jace case at Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Use the offer code BEC10 at uh, checkout and you'll save $10 off your order. jacemedical.com, BEC10. I believe that we were all born for a reason, that there is something each of us have to do. I don't know what it is I'm supposed to do or I was born to do, but I'm, I try and I pray every day that I might get close to it or I don't know, uh, but I do my best and I hope you do too. You're born for a reason and people who say, there's nothing I can do. I have too small of a voice. That's not true. That's not true. I think you're listening to this program for a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but maybe it's because you're a parent and you need to hear what we're going to talk about in 60 seconds. Twitter just came out, said that 5.4 million user accounts just got exposed in software vulnerability. Oh, that's great. The leak is from about a year ago. It contains all kinds of personal information. Oh, good again. Uh, Maybe it's time for you to consider getting LifeLock. Cybercrime is a thing. It's uh, something that's going to affect all of our lives. (sighs) It's going to get worse and worse, and it It's going to happen to you, but it doesn't have to be a horrendous experience. Um, Right now, if you subscribe to who I think are the best in the business at this is um, uh, LifeLock. You subscribe there. They have preventative measures to keep you safe, as safe as you can be. And also access to a restoration team if you do end up having all your information taken from you. That's really critical. I want you to call right now, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and you'll save 25%. Lifelock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code BECK. 
Uh, Aaron uh, McIntyre is with us uh, now. He is actually somebody uh, who is new. Um, he is um, he's got a new show. Uh, he's a Blaze TV host. Stay tuned for more details on this. But I have been uh, reading uh, his columns and his work, uh, especially when it comes to the sexualization of our children. Uh, he just wrote a great piece. Let me see if I can get the name of it here. De facto degeneracy. And it was up on his Substack, And he, I want him to take you through it. But he makes a, I think, a very accurate prediction. Uh, if we don't wake up and stop this, we won't stop anything. This is our children. And this one should be very obvious. Aaron, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Glenn. You bet. So, so take me through the article of de facto degeneracy. Sure, absolutely. So I think a lot of people have noticed, obviously, this really disturbing trend with the need to kind of put on display for children, uh, you know, drag queen story hours and these kind of sexual displays with which, let's be honest, with our trans strippers in a lot of these situations. They are billed specifically as family friendly. They are sent out, you know, to to children's organizations or to educational organizations. And they are meant specifically to attract children. And unfortunately, as we can see with accounts like Libs of TikTok, there is lots and lots of evidence that these things are very far from it, that these uh, performances are very explicit as you would expect them to be from the type of performers who are doing them, and they are specifically targeted of children. And I think a lot of people ask, you know, when they see these performances, how are people getting away from, with this? How are people, adults, exposing themselves to children in these public situations, and nothing happens? These should be crimes. There should be action taken. And so the piece in the piece, you know, I talk about the difference between a, you know, de facto and de jour, right? The difference between what a law says technically du jour and what it actually what actually happens, how it's actually carried out by agents of the state, which is de facto. And I think even though most agents of the state know that du jour on paper, exposing yourself to a minor in a performance would be something that would be illegal and would carry very serious charges and penalties under the law. They know that de facto, if they ever actually carry out those penalties, they'll run afoul of kind of the social zeitgeist. They know that their careers will be over, that they'll be punished in the media, that they'll be labeled as bigots. And so these people know to steer clear of these performances with their penalties, even though they should, in theory, be violating the law. This is it's really terrifying the way you lay it out in this in this article. Um because we we know we know the boundaries we all do we know if somebody was exposing themselves or walking around a children's playground in a g-string uh dressed as a woman uh and gyrating you know in the middle of the park we all know we would keep our kids away we all know we would probably call police especially if they're at the playground we know that what is it that makes us stop? I, I, I don't, I guess my question is, I don't understand what's happened to people. 
Why is it that it seems like at least half the country is like, no, 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 this is fine? Well, I think a lot of people have seen this labeled as the new civil rights issue, and they want to be on the right side of history, right? They want to be tolerant. They want to be accommodating. They want to be understanding. They don't want to. Wait, 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 wait. What is the new civil rights issue? Because there's a big difference between Caitlyn Jenner and this, the civil rights of the children, the 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 innocence of the children is being ripped away from them. This is not like Caitlyn Jenner. This is about uh, transgender stripping in front of children. There's no right to that. Well, I agree, Glenn, but I think there is more linkage here than maybe we would have first up here. I think that when we ask society to, you know, uh, all, you know, pretend a certain thing, when we're all being required to pretend that the emperor is wearing clothes when they are not, it has an impact on everybody. When you let that little sliver of a lie enter society and you make everyone kind of perform as if something that is a lie is truth, I think that eventually erodes the barriers of understanding between what you're talking about and where we ended up. I think you naturally do move from Caitlyn Jenner to this because when you ask people to believe that men are women, when you demand that for them to participate in society, they have to go along with this delusion, I think they naturally will move towards this point where there is no barrier, what we would think would be common sense, is eroded by this lie that we've let slide into our society. So you you go on uh, to um, to say if if any of these arguments were um, used or translated into context of a church, the very same people would lose their minds. It's true. I just saw a story today of some, you know, polygamist that's marrying children and me and everybody else losing their mind. It's that's got to stop. What is this? We all agree. However, um, what's the problem that he is religious or that he's married them? Because. A lot of people in today's society don't have a problem with sexualizing 12-year-old, 15-year-old girls. No, that's absolutely true. I think the real problem here is that the society has shifted its focus on the kind of religion that it's going to allow. There is now, I think, a belief, a a kind of a state-sponsored belief in the idea that the protection of these identities is sacred and that it's necessary for the law to get involved and the media and different organizations and society to get involved to protect these different identities, even when they cross into these areas that we find abhorrent. And you have to, you know, if you're going to make transgenderism the next civil rights issue, then you have to do what you do with all civil rights issues. You have to teach it to children very early on, right? That these are certain things that have to be protected, they have to be respected, they have to be tolerated. And so it's just, I think it's, again, just the natural development of this ideology when you have this consent-based morality where the only thing that decides what is moral is if two people agree, then you're going to naturally see the pressure on people to lower and lower, unfortunately, the type of the age of consent when it comes to things like transgender surgery, which is why we're now seeing 
puberty, puberty blockers and permanent mutilation pushed onto children younger and younger because this is a key part of the left idea of tolerance of these ideas. I have to tell you, I don't know if you've seen the uh, podcast I did with um, Chloe Cole um, this last Friday, um, but it is this is a girl that was 11. And when you hear her talk about it, you completely understand what she was thinking. She was thinking like an 11 year old girl. And um, and then the media started Instagram peer pressure and she decides she's a boy. And now she's detransitioning and she's trying to go back for to be a girl, but she'll most likely never breastfeed her uh, children because she had her breasts removed. Um, and uh, so they don't know if they can ever repair that. She may not be able to even bear children because of this. And no one is responsible for it. Nobody. It is a tragic, tragic story. And it is happening over and over and over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. I think that people, you know, this is a very permanent decision. There are many bad decisions that one can make as a young person. And while some of them can be tragic, there's usually some ability to recover over time. But these children are victims of this ideology in a way that is very permanent and very disturbing, which I think, unfortunately, is what a lot of these activists are counting on. Once you've forced a child to make that kind of ideological commitment so young to the point where they permanently alter their body and in their ability to have a family, the kind of thing that kind of makes you a natural conservative over time, it's going to make you committed to a particular political outcome. It's going to make you a ward of the state in many ways. And it's also going to plug you into things like a lifelong commitment to a pharmaceutical industry that is very, very motivated to have you as a customer for the rest of your life, dependent on the kind of stuff they're peddling to alter your body chemistry on a long-term basis. Aaron McIntyre is our uh, guest. He's uh, going to be, um, you'll hear an announcement soon. He's going to have his own Blaze TV um, platform, and we appreciate him coming up, and thanks for joining the Blaze. Um, I want to read the last line in your, or last couple of lines um, in your Substack article. If a civilization does not believe to its very core that the sexualization of children is wrong in a very deep and non-negotiable sense, then no one is willing to stick their neck out to enforce the law as written. They will comply with power before any principle. And that is how you know when you are truly lost. Any comment on that? Yeah, I think that if people are going to stand up against this stuff, like I said, they truly have to believe it's evil at its core. It's not something you can hold loosely. This is why I think so many parents are scared to step up because they know that society doesn't have their back. They know that the institutions don't have their back. They know they're not going to have the support of the community. They know that power is set against them. And so the only thing that will allow people to be able to stand up and stop this and be heard and have the courage is the conviction that at its core, this is a non-negotiable thing. We're not talking about when children can have transitions. We're not talking about when puberty blockers are acceptable. It's never acceptable. It's never okay. It should be a crime for people to do this kind of thing. And if we don't have that stance from the outset, people will never have the courage to stand up against it. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate it. God bless. Thank you so much for having me.
You bet. Aaron uh, McIntyre. Uh, you can find that on his uh, Substack um, uh, page. I, I, I will tell you, not only are people afraid of uh, that nobody's going to run to their, um, their back, I think a lot of people don't know how to have these difficult conversations and maneuver around them. That's why I think my um, my conversation with Chloe Cole was so important. You can find it at YouTube. By the way, our goal was to have a million YouTube subscribers. I think we started the year with maybe 300,000 subscribers because we never paid attention to YouTube. Um, and uh, And our goal was to have... A million subscribers by the end of the year. We are so close to that. We're at 930. What is it? 935, 937, something like that. Um, and so subscribe and uh, and make sure you rate and rank the show, if you will. Um, uh, but we we want you to watch this particular thing. It's on Blaze TV, but it's also at YouTube. And it is my conversation with a girl that transitioned and I, because I am a parent and I am struggling to have these conversations with my kids, I wanted this something uh, to be something that my kids could watch and understand and also model compassion for them to, you know, show how someone can believe something differently and still have compassion for people. So please watch this podcast. Uh, it's available now at YouTube um, or at the Blaze TV. Watch this podcast and share it with your family. Back in just a second. There is really no free lunch in this world. A lot of companies will try to sell you on that idea, but it's not realistic. When some of these big mobile companies say, uh, you know, free iPhones. Well, is it? I mean, they're locking you into a long-term contact uh, contract and building the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. So it's not really free. Jeez, when are we going to learn this? Then there are companies like Patriot Mobile who won't make you a promise they're not going to keep. They can show you how to get that same iPhone interest-free without the games and without the contract. Why? Because they're honest and they do honorable business. That's why I'm proud to practice, uh, to partner with them. It's Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile, the only Christian conservative wireless provider. I actually bought a phone so I could be a subscriber and support these guys. I don't, I don't even know where it is, but I've got it. Patriot Mobile. Here's their guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to either of the three major carriers that they provide for free. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck, patriotmobile.com slash Beck, 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, here's a story, Stu, maybe this is from just the news that maybe you can explain to me because I don't know why we're not doing more. The Texas GOP and judges have called on Abbott to repel invasion by preventing entry of illegal foreign nationals or returning those and who enter illegally to Mexico. Forty uh, Texas counties have now declared an invasion at the southern border or have expressed support for Texas declaring an invasion. 
More are in the process of doing so, according to sources who have spoken to the center square. The most recent to join are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven counties. And they're calling on the governor to declare formally an invasion and repel it, which he hasn't done. But right after the election, did he not say he was going to do that? What is he waiting for? I don't know the answer to that. I, I thought I thought I remember us hearing that's exactly what happened. And as you mentioned, it happened after the election, which would indicate it wasn't like an election ploy per se. So I don't I don't I don't know. We'll have to I guess we'll have to get maybe we can get in touch with the office and find out what's he, going on. He signed an executive order that does not declare an invasion. It authorized Texas law enforcement officers to op- apprehend illegal foreign nationals and return them to ports of entry. After Abbott tweeted uh, content from part of that letter, judges without providing context, many misreported that he declared the invasion. Um yeah, maybe that's maybe uh, just a reporting mistake. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's, I mean, why won't we do this? The government is clearly not protecting the homeland. They are not operating in the best interest of any of our states. Man, I'm, I'm really tired of, of Governor Abbott, you know, being milk toasty. We're Texas for the love of Pete. Why isn't Texas leading the way? I mean, that's what I moved there for. I mean, I'm the, it's like, should we move to Florida? I mean, well, this is, what? I don't no, know. I know. I, I know. I mean, he we look. We, you know, Florida's great as well. Uh, uh, I, I love Texas. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. The whole sending immigrants uh, to blue states did was led by Governor Abbott, and yet still Governor DeSantis got all the credit for it. So sure. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, no, I like I know, both of them. I, I think they're like both him. pretty good. Although DeSantis has more often been the leader, clearly, over the past couple of years. Clearly. Clearly. Could you ask the producers to check in with the governor's office and, and find out the status of all this? I'd like to know. Maybe we talk to the Attorney General. Ken Paxton, why aren't you declaring this why is texas not leading the way in stopping this invasion the glenn back program american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org boy i i I feel for you there's new economic uh, studies that are out they show two-thirds two-thirds of americans are living paycheck to paycheck 60% 60% have dis- decreased spending as well, all due to the rise in costs, thanks to inflation. Now, how, how about you? Has this affected you yet? Because it's going to affect all of us. You're fed up without, you know, with just having to constantly worry about the future. I want you to call American Financing and let one of their dedicated mortgage specialists help you examine your options. It is possible that you could get a refi of your mortgage at a much lower rate, or, I should say, and or, you could bundle up all of that debt into a consolidation loan, and that could save you. I mean, the average person now at American Financing is saving $695 a month. On average, that's great. Please call them. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 
And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Ten bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Hey, Stu, go to my Instagram page, will you? Uh, it's just uh, Instagram Glenn Beck. This is my sister. You know how my sister Michelle makes a gingerbread house every year for uh, she makes it with her sons and they they've entered them for, I don't know, 20, 25 years. And every year she makes a different one. And they're each one more incredible than the last. This is the latest first place winner this year. Can you see it? Do you have it's it up? It's loading now. Yeah, it's just taking a little bit, so I've not seen it yet. It, it is, I mean, oh, yeah. it, it, the theme was, I guess, Encanto, the Disney film. So she made the house and all the bougainvillea, and I mean, and it lights up inside. I, I, I mean, That's a gingerbread house? That's a gingerbread house. What? Made entirely out of gingerbread and icing. Oh my gosh! Isn't that incredible? incredible. the The tiles are all handmade, just piped out icing. I mean, it's just I come from an overachieving family. Uh, yeah, like you have. It's, I, I always think that's so weird with you, in that like you have people in your family that are talented. I <laughs> I know it's weird. Isn't yeah, it? I don't I don't understand it. And then there's me, and then there's you. And yeah. Then, well, uh, that's what the the family used to say. Uh, Glenn was adopted, so maybe, <laughs> maybe, 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 just nuts. That's genuinely, ins- I mean, like, it does not even look, you have to go see this. Instagram.com slash Glenn Beck, by the way, was just posted. It does not look like it could possibly be a, gi- a gingerbread house. And like, I, the other thing too is like some of the, some of the cakes that people make that look like other things are really, yeah. really impressive, but they have that sort of like outside, almost like clay, like frosting. What's it called? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, Fond- uh, uh, fondant? Or, I don't know what it is. Yeah, fondant. Fondant. Okay. fondant. Yeah, fondant. whatever it is. One of those things. And, yeah. and like, it's really, impre- it's incredible artistry, but also it's like almost like not really, it's almost like a different thing than making a cake, right? It's like an outside coating that is like, uh, yeah, it's like crafted into it. And it, I mean, it's really, really cool yeah. and impressive. This though looks, I mean, no, this is royal it's, icing. It's insane. This is made old school. My dad yeah. used to, when I, you know, I grew up in a bakery, um, and my dad made this, would make a gingerbread village, and we would put it in the front uh, window of our of our bakery every year. I mean, I really miss the days of, you know, uh, the hometown Christmas. You're, you're, your own hometown, walking down the the street of your hometown, and it had interesting things, and it was all local for the most part. It might have a Pennies or a Sears. That's what ours had. You know, Pennies and Sears were at the end of the street, but pretty much everything else was, you know, local. And I loved it. I love it. I still do. Yeah, there's there's so many, a bunch of those sort of hometown festivals that they do around around our area here in Texas. And even though you might say, well, isn't it going to be 78 degrees in Texas today? And the answer to that is yes. And I'm proud of that as well. But uh, it might not feel exactly like Christmas all the time. But like they have all these little festivals and each one is just great. Like they have the little each each one has a little bit of a different character. And like they do all these different cool events and the kids love it. And I, we wind up going to so many of these things. By the end, we're actually exhausted. Like it's it, we get to Chris, Christmas exhaustion level 
by the end of December and we're ready for 11 months off. But it is really cool. I think it's it's something that like, the, I don't know if it still happens enough around the country. You got to have those little events are just like, it's the, it's the thing that you always remember as a kid. It is. It is. I, I'm, I flew in last night. Uh, I had to be in Florida yesterday. And so I flew in late last night. I got in here, I think at one o'clock in the morning and, uh, and then got up at, uh, at four to be able to come in to, uh, you know, get ready for the today show. And the city last night, it was snowing and this city does Christmas unlike any other city. I mean, everything is lit. All of the trees are lit. I mean, it is just magic and snowing. Uh, there's just, I don't know. Every place should snow. My kids, uh, only uh, only associate snow with trips. We will go someplace and it will snow and around holiday. Uh, I was talking to somebody else from Texas this morning and he said, uh, every time I talk to my kids, if there's snow in the background, he said, they always say, Dad, are you having Christmas without us? It's just so burned into kids' house in the or heads in the South. Uh, that it's got to be snowy, which is so bizarre that half of the world has has had our vision of Santa and uh, and snow and everything else when well, most of the world's not like that. Especially with global warming, Glenn. Did you know <laughs> at any moment all snow might disappear or reappear in large, larger quantity than ever before? Right, right One right, of those right. two things could happen at any time or not no. happen at either time. Or happen at the same time. Right, or at the same time. All possibilities are on the table. We just know the cause of whatever possibility is that the end of that road <laughs> is global warming. <laughs> That's that's all you have to remember. Oh my gosh, we are so stupid. We did, we're we're no plug your ears, God. We we are. I mean, we really deserve to be destroyed. Mm. Really, I mean, yeah. we are so stupid. All right, you can unplug your. Ears. No, we weren't talking about you. Um, well, that's a problem. I know we should have been, but we weren't. Anyway, um, there is a there's another story. Um, that is out today that I, I found mildly interesting just cause it's, it's almost Christmas and have you done your Christmas shopping yet? Uh, not one bit, Glenn. In fact, okay. I just the other day said to my wife, I'm like, we should, we should talk about like what's going on for Christmas. Like maybe with the kids presents and stuff. That's yeah. like where I am. I haven't even thought about really what direction to go in. So my wife, my wife and I went out to dinner with some friends and then we just kind of walked around this little Christmas village at 80 degrees and, uh, and, uh, we stopped in a store and I said, she was like, oh, this is so cute. And this is so cute. And I said, yeah, uh, go over there for a second. And I bought some stuff and some (laughs) stuff that she didn't, she hadn't pointed out, but I at least bought her stocking stuff. I'm like, you're going to be surprised when you get your stocking this year. And that's a big deal because usually she buys the stuff for her sock stockings because, well, at least until my girls were old enough to do that for me. Because I never think of, st- do you ever think of the stocking? Mm, yeah, no, not usually. Not, not yeah, not typically. No, no obviously Santa gets that in our house a lot of the times, but for, for, for others, I can understand why they might need to think about that. Uh, yeah, so. well, Santa doesn't do the adults. 
Right, exactly. Santa's like, buzz off, kid. Yeah. You know how many kids are having kids? <laughs> little Timmy, he's now Big Timmy, right. and he and little Sarah have just had 14 children <laughs> in India. By the way, my, Glenn, my, I want to get your opinion on this. My wife the other day asked me, she said, um, you know, I was thinking, I was talking to someone and they had this idea and I thought it was pretty cool, which was basically like we just send each other an email that has a bunch of links to stuff that we want for Christmas. And then the other person just goes out and buys that stuff. And I was like, I'm I am so, I, I, can I tell you something? I'm so done. I'm so done with Brent. It's just like, what do you want? Right. I, I think I'm I <laughs> like, I, I wasn't sure how to take that. I, I think I'm, I think I'm pro it. I think she's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know what to get you. She's like, what's some, just send me a few things that like are kind of on your list that you, you want as a present, but wouldn't probably go out and buy and just send me those things. And then I'll just get those things. And then you do, I'll do the same to you. And then we'll just go buy those things and then they'll be under the, the tree. And I was like, you know, that's a pretty, it's not romanticized, but it's a pretty efficient process. My kids, my kids tell me all the time, dad, you don't get mom stuff that you want to get her. You get stuff that you think she wants. And I'm like, I've been trying that. That's hard. I, I, it's hard. I don't think she's never. I don't think I've ever given her a present that she's been like, oh, my gosh, that's great. And I don't need to worry about the receipt. <laughs> I don't think that's, I don't think that's ever happened. No male and, has ever accomplished that feat. So and, you're you're in good company there. And she is she she will I mean she's given me many great presents. But sometimes she'll give me presents and I'm like in the neighborhood in mm -hmm. the neighborhood mm -hmm. you know like ties don't give people ties they're very personal and nobody wears them anymore kids. But anyway um you know it's just it's I I just would rather just say not for the kids but for you know for the spouse just what do you want? Just tell me what you want. Okay. There was a time where this was like a real, it's a really fun part of her, especially early in a relationship where you're like trying to really find the perfect gift for your significant other. It's like a big deal. And over time, like I just realized I just get I, links sent to okay. me. So, okay. So here's the thing. I think it's going to be that way again. I think I'm coming up to the end of four children. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm a, I'm just a couple of years Wait, out. The end of them? What's yeah. happening to them? Oh, get the hell out and don't okay. even call. Okay. Okay. That's the best outcome I was thinking yeah. of there. Just get out. Get out. Uh, anyway, so I'm about to have all four children now, and Tanya and I are already starting to be like this, where we're like, yeah, I don't know if there's any food in the house. I guess you'll have to fend for yourself. <laughs> Mom and dad are leaving. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, I think it will become fun again. Right now, when you have kids, you're just like, really, honey, I... Uh, I mean, my hair is on fire all the time. Your hair is on fire all the time. Just tell me what you want. That's so all. It's not, right. it's not romantic, but. It, it's not romantic, but it does. It, it lends itself to describe relationships. Like at the beginning, you have. The, you want no, that. I think it just describes the teenage years. <laughs> really? Because you're just, just so yeah, distracted. So you think you'll be back to trying yeah. to find that perfect present and she can kind of nod somewhat knowingly and appreciative but and then not... look for the receipt right yeah will they just take <laughs> they, the american you... express will they take the american express because uh, their digital receipt to this or <laughs> <laughs> you didn't buy this with all cash did you there is record someplace uh all right back in just a second 
All right, you sick, twisted freak. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's uh, American. No, is it American financing? No, it's Goldline. Oof. Goldline. May I just remind you, trouble, trouble is coming. Did you listen to Carol Roth last hour? By the way, she just put out an amazing report on uh, central bank digital currency. She talked about that last hour. If you missed it, grab the podcast today. She talked about that and, you know, also what's coming for farming and, and a few other things that you should probably pay attention to. Um, but uh, she's got a, a whole thing that she just put out available only at Goldline. Part of the report highlights physical gold being an important hedge. Please, if you get anything from me ever on on gold or silver, please do not buy paper gold. There is not enough gold to go around for all of the paper that we have called currency. The same thing with an ETF. A paper promise of gold is as worthless as the dollar will be. Please make sure you have physical, physical gold. Uh, I want to make sure that you you understand what is coming and they can help inform you. The website itself has a lot of economic information that they update all the time. Um, and Carol Roth is also uh, updating you from Goldline. So go to goldline.com. Do your own homework. They're continuing their self-directed IRA promotion. New orders are eligible to receive $50,000 in free promotional medals for qualifying orders. New orders are eligible to, I have to make sure I have that right, receive up to $50,000 in free promotional medals. Now, listen, go back to the podcast and Carol, because we talked about your investment funds today and what the Department of Labor has just changed. They don't have to invest your money. You know, hey, let's talk about your retirement plan. They don't have to, they don't have to invest it in what's best for you because they just changed the law. And now, you know, you're in the mix, but I mean, the planet might be more important or, uh, you know, cow farts might, or the stakeholders might be more important. Not you. This is your money. Make sure you protect it. Go there now uh, at uh, goldline.com. Complete a new IRA application or transfer in the month of December. And Goldline will send you a signed copy of my holiday classic, The Immortal Nicholas, which is my favorite book I wrote. Um, as a thank you just for supporting the Blaze and Goldline, go to 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Back Program. One of the uh, Canadian provinces has just come out with their new COVID restrictions. Can you believe people are still doing this? Maximum of 20 people for informal indoor household gatherings. Um, maximum of 50 people for an informal outdoor gatherings. Yeah, in Canada, I'm going to be having an outdoor <laughs> Uh, unvaccinated residents should avoid informal indoor gatherings. Masks are required in all outdoor public spaces. Um, malls, grocery stores, salons must enforce physical distancing or instead require proof of vaccination from all patrons. That doesn't even make sense. 
You could still get it. You could have the vaccination. You could still give it or pass it on. Is this it a, makes no, yeah, how, yeah. how widespread is this in Canada? Is it all of Canada or? No, this is uh, the New Brunswick province. New Brunswick province. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and um, you're if you're unvaccinated, you need to isolate. Yada, yada, yada. All travelers, including New Brunswickers. That's stupid. You have to change your name of your province if you if it ends up that you're a New Brunswicker. We'll let them know, Glenn. Uh, returning to the province, uh, province must register or have a multi-use pass. Oh my gosh! So stupid. I mean, why is so this stupid. still happening? Why is this still happening? Now, Canada. I mean, not Canada. Um, China is different because. They've never let anybody get immunity, right? Well, I mean, you know, it depends on how much you believe what they've told people and what they believe their numbers, which you shouldn't. But it, and they certainly have a very large amount of people who have either um, never had COVID uh, or and or have if they've been vaccinated, have been vaccinated by the really crappy Chinese vaccines. So, like, who knows what's going to happen if it runs wild over there? There could be some real damage. Though they're going to have to reverse their COVID zero policy, or the, you know they're going to over, overthrow the government, maybe. I, so who knows what's going to happen? That could get ugly. I don't know about the rest of the audience, but all I heard from that racist rant was "crappy Chinese." What a racist! <laughs> Wait, crappy Chinese therapy, really racist? The Glenn Beck Made in Japan bother you too?